We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. I'm Steve Perich, joined as always by Sarah Kelleher. No Dusty Easley today. Sadly, he uh, he said no to us. I, I was a little bit offended. I don't know about you, but I was. Uh, it's not really a fan. Apparently, Dusty overbooked himself, and we were the uh, we were the the one on the chopping block. Apparently, Sarah, we're we're low man on the totem pole in Dusty's life. So, outside of that, how are you feeling? The Packers win an exciting fourth quarter comeback, and it's it's, uh, it's it's a good time to be a Packers fan right now. It absolutely is, and yes, we are going to miss Dusty this week. I think the listeners will miss him even more for two reasons. One, because he's way smarter than us. And two, because that just means me and you are going to be nice to each other the whole time. And nobody likes listening to that. But um, other than that, I'm great. Sunday. I mean, it wasn't awesome at first, but it ended up being absolutely awesome. What a win for the Packers. I I just a great day, A, a day that you know, all of the haters out there were just sickened by what they saw. And Packers fans were absolutely rejoicing. Great to wear my victory Monday Packers outfit to work again. Um, and now we really only have, when you're listening to this, about a day until the Packers play again. So, you know, we were riding that high and we didn't have to wait very long Uh to see the Packers take the field at Lambeau Field again. It was great to see Lambeau, too. I tweeted, it was just I missed it. I miss seeing it on my TV and, and there's nothing like it. So feeling really great about the win. I don't know, Steve, how you feel. If you want to you know, share any initial reactions and we can jump into that. Well, I did mention this to you before we started is now anybody who is listening, if Sarah, Dusty or I are at a game when the Packers are trailing by 17 points, have no fear. The comeback is on the way because Dusty was in Lambo for this one. Sarah was at Lambo for the Packers Bears comeback. Uh, what year was that? 2019? 2018. 2018. Yep. Uh, so, you know, now, now all that's left is the next time I go, they got to be trailing by 17 and come back and uh, have an epic victory. So it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I, re- I remember sitting at halftime. I'm like, well, this is kind of what we thought, you know, uh, at least this is what I thought that the Packers season would look like. A lot of ups, a lot of downs, some good, some bad. It's a young team. And it was, let's see what they got, man. Let's just see what happens. And this team's got some moxie behind it. It's really fun. It's a fun team to watch. Um, and the fact that they're able to do this without wide receiver one, left tackle, running back one, cornerback one, uh, left guard number one, like the, the, the amount of people. And then they lost to Vondra Candle in the game. Like they, they, it was all stacking against the Packers. And the fact that they were able to overcome that is insane. 
is insane. So it was just, it was a lot of fun. And uh, I sat there questioning, like yelling at the couch, yelling at the TV, sitting on the couch, like when Matt LaFleur is going for two, when there's still a touchdown away, I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You can still tie the game. This is fine. And then they get, I'm like, all right, well, there's another reason I'm not an NFL head coach. That's uh, <laughs> so, yeah. um, but yeah, it was just, it was a lot of fun. And I think that's, what's that's going to be a lot like that during the, the whole season for the Packers, but yeah, we're, we're right back at it. We've got, um, some extra stuff to talk about today, more than our normal stuff. So, uh, content wise as, uh, as, as it refers to the lions game. So that'll be really cool before we even jump into that. There were a couple things we wanted to talk about. Um, first one, I want to get your reaction. I saw a lot of Jonathan Vilma hate on Twitter, uh, during the game, like nobody, they, it sounds like they didn't, people didn't like him. Didn't think he was fair. Didn't think he did a good job. Now for me, I enjoyed him. I didn't think he did that bad of a job. Um, especially somebody that's been in the broadcasting field. Like I know how hard it is to do color commentary, to call a game. Like those things are very difficult while it looks super easy. It's a really difficult job and to do it well is really difficult. So I was kind of curious what you thought of how he did and if he was favoring the saints or anything, cause you know, he used to play for them. So was he, was he a Homer? How, how did you think that went? thought it was fine. I, I truly was indifferent about it. And I don't know if it's just because I'm not really someone who gets into this side of football too much and, and jumps on the broadcasters and, um, you know, criticizes or is upset about something that they say. I mean, every now and then there's a comment where you're like, whoa, but you know, that, <laughs> that's not typically something I, I get into, but I thought it was fine. Um, I think there were a lot of biases going into it i mean when they announced the group that was going to cover the game and be calling the game the broadcasting crew already uh, last week on twitter people were like here we go oh gosh so you know of course if you go into it with that attitude it's not going to be good um but i thought it was fine the only thing that annoyed me was that i felt like more than in the previous two weeks i know this is a storyline and i know it's going to happen there were just so many love rogers comparison so many anytime love did something good it couldn't be that love was good because hey maybe jordan love is pretty good and um sitting behind rogers for three years maybe benefited his growth and now he's the guy it was well rogers had to have taught him that he couldn't have done that on his own that's aaron rogers that's nobody else in the world does that yeah exactly so that was the only thing where i sort of just felt like guys come on we we get it we know but it's an easy narrative yeah and i I expected that so it didn't bother me too much but i did see what what you saw and you know but it is what it is Mm -hmm. they can't be perfect i i certainly think i've watched backers games where the color commentary has been worse (laughs) so that's kind of how i feel about it Now, I hate to do this to you because you were so excited when Rodgers went to the Jets that you weren't going to have to worry about Pat McAfee. But for some reason, he's he's still on the show, and he is – I thought he was talking about Jordan Love. It sounds like McAfee brings him up a little bit more, but he, there were a couple things between that, the Taylor Swift stuff, but tell us a little bit about the McAfee show because he they are talking a little Jordan Love in that. Yeah, I mean, the, the nice thing about – the McAfee show now is that I can just watch the clips on Twitter and I don't have to watch the full 40 minute Rogers segment <laughs> anymore. Um, but uh, Rogers thing was basically, and you know, a lot of people keep saying, including Steve before this, when we were talking, mm-hmm. um, why does Rogers keep talking about love and how he's texting mm-hmm. love and all of this? Well, Pat McAfee is the one that's bringing it up. So I can't really blame him. I think Rogers would look, like an absolute jerk if he said, I don't want to talk about him anymore. You know, that would be worse than just answering the questions. Um, but they brought up, you know, they were talking about quarterback play kind of around the league and they, they brought up Jordan Love, comeback win, you know, first start in Lambeau. And Rodgers can relate to that. And Rodgers is just saying he was really excited, couldn't be happier for him, texted him after the game, you know, to say congratulations. And But again, there was always a narrative that they didn't like each other. Rodgers resented him. The last couple of years, I never felt like that. It, it seemed very clear that they had a good relationship. It was a pro- professional relationship. You know, I don't think they were hanging out outside of the facility a lot, but th- they had a good, they were good coworkers. You know, if you, if you dumb it down to that point and um, just like any good mentor, you learn from your supervisors, your managers, the people that 
um, you know, are above you in the company. And then hopefully you grow and perform at that level or even higher. And it's really as simple as that. Um, and yeah, I thought, you know, of course, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey is the story of the NFL that overshadowed absolutely My everything. Goodness. I mean, I- I'm a Taylor Swift fan have been since I was a wee child but oh my gosh it's a lot it's a lot I mean the Dolphins scored 70 points and we're not even talking about that we're just talking about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey I I I love it I fully support it but wow so that was on Pat McAfee too um it it was just it's sort of an interesting episode I'm shocked that I mean maybe they did but I didn't watch the whole episode because I don't have to anymore I'm free <laughs> um but maybe they did ask Rogers about it I didn't see if they did or not but I thought the Jordan Love um tidbit was interesting and um and yeah it's you know can can you tell that I'm happy that I don't have to watch the whole thing anymore <laughs> a little bit just yeah just a little bit just a little bit I forget who I saw but it was um somebody did like a quote tweet of um Rogers talking about Jordan Love and it was and they quote tweeted and then they used the gif of Will Smith saying keep your keep my wife's name out your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just uh, to me that one was really funny. So I really like that. All right, Sarah. It is all well when, when people are listening, it's it's to, the next day is gonna be game day. So we actually have some extra stuff to talk about. So we're not gonna do our normal thing of breaking down the one thing we're looking for. But what we're gonna start with is the injury report. And um after the last couple of games, we've all been – I think we've all been a little bit worried. Packers fans have been worried. But this is this is the type of injury report that, like, we've been hoping for. Like, the people that were not practicing were now limited. So, Jair was back practicing today in a limited fashion. The do not participates, we had Zane Anderson, Bakhtiari on a vet rest day. Uh, Devondre Campbell also did not participate. But Rashawn Gary was practicing. Elton Jenkins was a did not participate. Not a surprise there. But the big ones, Aaron Jones, Zach Tom, Carrington Valentine, and Christian Watson, oh. all limited. All limited participants. So that's really huge. Um, you know, how, how do you feel? How are your emotions handling the fact that all these guys that we were like, ah, do you think they're holding them back So for Thursday's game? And then all of a sudden, like, Monday's report came out, and, like, some of them were still – did not practice. And then today all of a sudden it's everybody, everybody that you wanted was like, okay, yeah, we're playing. We're playing. Yeah. You know, I, I'm very happy about this. And my family came over to watch the game on, um, on Sunday. And and this is exactly what I said to them. I said, you know, they have a quick turnaround. They're playing a divisional opponent on Thursday opponent deponent what was that the divisional <laughs> opponent oh my goodness that's a new one how long deponent. yeah <laughs> deponent maybe that's our our new segment um anyways we were talking about it and i said hey they have a quick turnaround against a divisional opponent i bet that aaron jones and christian watson are back thursday um they, they showed clips of aaron jones sprinting he wasn't even running he was sprinting oh, down yeah. the field in warm-ups yep. He was fine, but they, I think they felt, okay, you know, we'll see how this goes. They ended up winning, which was great. And now that their, their number one guys are rested and and probably feeling pretty good heading into tomorrow night. Um, so I'm really excited about this. I think having Aaron Jones back just opens up the possibilities of the offense so so much i mean christian watson will be great because he's christian watson and he's the fastest man alive and also teams are going i think if christian watson wasn't on this team that people would start to figure out very quickly okay dobbs is the guy we're gonna you know cover him and do everything but having both of them out there and having no tape on christian watson from this year yet presents a huge advantage to the packers um tomorrow night and i think you know one of those two guys is going to have a big day because they're going to distract from the other. Uh, so you have that length in the passing game. You finally get your run game back because, you know, AJ Dillon and Patrick Taylor just really aren't doing it. And sure. to have just a complete offense with Jordan Love coming off the 17 or, you know, 18 unanswered points, down 17 comeback, who's he's probably still riding on that confidence <laughs> and that momentum. And yep. for a young quarterback like that, that sort of momentum is everything. And if he was able to do what he did without those number one guys, and now they're just going to build off of that. I mean, the potential is through the roof. And as a fan, it's really exciting because we haven't as a fan base or just anyone that follows the team 
there hasn't been an opportunity where the Packers kind of totally went back to the drawing board and started over. And now they're kind of doing that and it's working. So to see it, or at least it seems like it's working and that it's going to work. So to see it come together and know that it's just going to continue to grow is super exciting. Um, so I'm feeling good about the injury report. Um, you know, I, I hate to see that Bakhtiari didn't practice again and and some of the other guys, but I think the pros outweigh the cons this week, uh, which is the first time in a couple of weeks we've been able to say that. Yeah, and I think you give him the veteran dress. Like, I think he's a guy that you can plug and play, like, on Sundays. If he doesn't practice, he doesn't practice, kind of a la Chad Clifton from years ago. It's not ideal. It's not what you want. But if that's what it takes to get him on the field, I'll take it. So it it should be a very exciting game. Uh, For the Lions, they had a lot of people that were limited. They had a couple do not participate. One, uh, their fullback, um, Kabinda. And then they also had Matt Nelson, the tackle, did not practice. And there's a guard that I'm not even going to attempt to uh, say. If you uh, – yeah. It's it, – yeah, I'm not even going to attempt to say. His his initials are HV, and apparently my, – my dog's really upset Steve's, about it. So, no, like, he's making his podcast debut. <laughs> Ali is making his podcast debut of, like, you guys aren't talking to me enough. Um, but – there's a couple other guys on that list that have limited participation uh, the past few days. That's Taylor Decker guard, Jonah Jackson, uh, or Taylor Decker tackle, Jonah Jackson guard, Kirby Joseph safety, David Montgomery, the running back, and Emmanuel Mosley cornerback. So, and Frank Ragnow didn't, the center didn't participate yesterday, but got some vet rest today. Uh, so it sounds like their offensive line is a little raggedy. You know, kind of like the Packers, so that'll be very interesting. But I mean, it's that couple games in, people are feeling it all. So um, that breaks down the injury report. And now this week, what we're going to do, Sarah and I, we're going to be looking at key matchups and then and our X factor for the game. So it's a little different than we normally do, but since it's almost game day, we're going to break that down. Sarah, I know you got a couple of the the key matchups that that we're going to look for. So let's have you kind of break some of those down. Sure. So we'll just run down the list. I I wrote a few down. I I think, you know, one that a lot of people are excited about is uh, Amon Ross St. Brown and Jarrier Alexander. Um, Let's hope that Jarrier Alexander is on him and not Preston Smith. We've seen it happen before (laughs) with Joe Barry. You never know what could happen again. Um, But I think those two, um, it's going to be a great matchup to watch. I think they have a similar mentality where they're just, you know, it's the it's the dog mentality. It's just absolutely go out and dominate your opponent. And so going against each other could be very interesting. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of trash talking, especially after some plays. Um, so that'll be interesting. Steve, any specific thoughts on that matchup? Oh, I mean, that's just that's fireworks. I mean, that's what you want one on one, like the the number one guys, the studs, like that's the thing you look for because I mean, when, when Jaws on Justin Jefferson and when he actually covers it, like gets to, to, to shadow him, you get to see the gritty, you get to see other stuff. So, I mean, that's what I want to see. I want to see him be able to celebrate after he's holding him down quite a bit. So, um, so yeah, I think that's going to be super, super fun to watch if it does happen. Next mass- matchup is Aiden Hutchinson versus the Packers offensive line. We're just going general here because we don't know who's going to be out there, what's it's going to look like. But this could be trouble, folks. If there is, if the Packers offensive line, you know, if they continue to have guys out, if guys go out in the middle of the game, which we've seen happen a few times already, you know, Aiden Hutchinson could have a really nice night tomorrow. So he is definitely one of the best at his position and no joke. There's going to be a lot of attention um, on him and um, hopefully Jordan loves ready because I think there'll at least be one sack because he's just that kind of player. So Steve thoughts there. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things like it'll be something that something to watch for sure, because we legit have no idea who's going to be ready to go for the Packers offense. Exactly. Uh, um, so, exactly. so, I mean, it could, they could, they could hold him. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be part of a game plan. I'm sure that they're going to chip him. I'm sure they're going to figure out things to do. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be, that's why it's a key matchup is because we have no freaking clue what's going to be happening here. 
he could he could go all world because he's that type of player and he could just dominate and or Zach Tom maybe maybe Zach Tom is going to have the best game of his life and Jordan Love's going to have the cleanest jersey we've seen in a long time. I mean, it could go both ways. So that's why we're talking about it now. But I'm again, like, it's so much. He's such a good player. It's so fun to watch those type of players just, just dominate and do things that they do. So it'll be really fascinating to see. But overall, like, if they've got Bach back, if they've got, you know, Tom back, then, then I feel really comfortable wherever they're putting Aiden Hutchinson. Yep. 100%. Uh, next matchup is Jameer Gibbs versus Packers run defense. <laughs> this could get ugly, folks. This could be, you know, hopefully there are not as many missed tackles if, as we've seen. You know, actually, Sunday wasn't so bad. Wasn't so bad, but oof, we know how this can can go. We saw what Bijan Robinson did, and I'm hoping it's not a repeat of that. This is one where I hate to say it. I feel like we just have to trust Joe Barry. We just have to say, please. <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you just say? We have to trust. Oh my God. We're all screwed. That's it. It's over. I take it back. We have to pray to God that Joe Barry does what we need him to do. Oh my God. I'm crying. I'm laughing so hard. Um, so we have I, to trust Joe Barry. Oh my God! Did you ever think? Did anybody have that on their bingo card for the 2023 season? We that's have all we tr- have left. <laughs> all we all we have left is to hope that he makes the right decision. Steve, any other thoughts on that? No, I think you covered it pretty well, sir. <laughs> okay, and last matchup is a coaching matchup: Matt Lafleur versus Dan Campbell. I mean, Dan Campbell. He's known for the theatrics. He's known for some sneaky plays. But Mr. Eyebrows has been throwing in some sneaky plays and trick plays throughout the mm-hmm. first three weeks. And I think, you know, Thursday night, Lambo knowing he's going against Dan Campbell, he could get a little spicy tomorrow night. He could he could add some, you know, he could pull some plays out of the playbook that we weren't expecting, that we haven't seen yet. So I'm really excited about that. I think these are two really good coaches of this division, two coaches that have – control over the locker room that the players deeply respect and look to uh, as leaders. So I'm excited for it. I I, honestly, I'm just excited for this whole game. I think it's going to be a really good game and we'll talk about it a little more in a minute when we answer some questions, but this game could be a really good indicator of what kind of team this Packers team really is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think the the big, the other uh, key matchup is the green Bay Packers versus execution. Um, yeah, Green Bay Packers versus Green Bay Packers. (laughs) Are they going to shoot themselves in the foot or are they going to be like the first three quarters were brutal? It was just brutal. Penalties after penalties. I mean, they could not do anytime they did something good. I'd go, yeah, and then look and there'd be a flag. And it was just the worst every time. Mm hmm. So, I, I mean, like you said, LaFleur is probably going to dial something fun up. Like for sure. He's, he's been really good about that. And it's been, I think Dusty was the one who said it last week. It's been super exciting to see him be able to call all this stuff that, you know, Aaron Rodgers probably wouldn't have run. He would have looked yep. over. You you know, you would have got the side eye eye roll that would have been caught on by Fox. That like, as soon as the call comes in, he goes, screw that. We're, we're doing this. And so it, it's been really fun to see that. It's just like, I don't know. Like, is that a fourth and two? Is that really the play call with like the back, the third string running back throwing it backwards to Jordan Love? And like, it's a good call. Like, in in theory, it's good. But when you've, when your team isn't executing properly, it was a tough one. So, uh, yeah, I think that's something to, to watch out for, for sure. And now we're going to jump to the, the last thing we're talking about today is the, uh, the big X factor for the game. What is this, you know, what's one thing that could swing the game either way for you, Sarah? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So you guys really need to make Little Caesars, which is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day routine. Pizza is the ultimate game day food. There is no question about it. If there's one thing that rivals my love for the Green Bay Packers and my love of football, it's my love of pizza. And right now you can actually order online during their pizza pizza pregame. It's one hour before NFL games and you can get ready for football, fun, choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza, pick the toppings that you crave. Me, this is going to sound weird. I know because you know uh, my pickiness with food. I love mushroom and onion. That is my absolute favorite pizza. I know it's probably not everyone else's. And of course, you know you love my food takes, but I love mushroom and onion pizza. I love it from Little Caesars. Either way, you win. And speaking of winning, everyone's going to score with convenient delivery. They also have their in-store pizza portal. So you can pick up, you can grab some friends, enjoy a few slices during the tastiest hour before kickoff. Trust me, you're going to love it. And, And if I have to recommend one thing for sure, have to get the crazy bread. The crazy bread is an absolute must. Enjoy it. Enjoy your game day and enjoy it more with Little Caesars. Fellas, are you running into some stubble trouble? Are you dreaming of that clean shaven look, but hate going through the hassle of a wet shave every other day? I know you are. That's why we've partnered with Manscaped. The brand for below the waist is coming to save that beautiful face. Yes, sir. Manscaped now has beard products and is going a step further with the launch of their brand new handyman electric face shaver. It's designed to give your face that smooth and chiseled finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Make sure to join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Head over to manscaped.com and use code PACKADAY for 20% off and free shipping. You may have noticed my recently cleanly shaved face over on the YouTube channel, and that perfect shave was brought to you by Manscaped's Handyman. The best part is I was able to get the exact shave I wanted without any of the usual mess of traditional shavers. I've also used their signature Beard Hedger, which is a juggernaut of fixing faces. You can trim your beard to 20 different lengths all in one guard, so using this thing is amazing, and basically it's perfect. No matter what tool you use, you can't go wrong with Manscaped's line of products. Right now, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code PAC a day at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code packaday. That's P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y, no hyphens. Hit that refresh button with the handyman. It's finally football season, which means it's also finally daily fantasy football season. And while I get excited to play daily fantasy every year around this time, I'm even more excited this year because I'll be using prize picks for all my daily fantasy selections. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Even better, they offer ultra quick withdrawals to make all your transactions super fast and easy. Also keep an eye out for weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. My favorite, Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, prize picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Before football season ramps up, I've been using prize picks for my MLB and college football picks as I prep for a season of winning in daily fantasy football. The experience has been amazing, and it's increased my daily enjoyment of watching Brewers and Badger games. Now, it's time to get some Jordan Love entries in prior to this weekend's game. The great thing for me is that they offer Apple Pay, which makes depositing money into my account so incredibly easy. So what are you waiting for? Join me on Prize Picks by going to prizepickscom packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepickscom packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Price picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Yeah, I talked about it a little bit before, but I think it's Christian Watson. I just think throwing him back into the mix changes not everything, but it changes a lot for how the Lions defense has to prepare for the Packers offense. They already know Dobbs is the guy. They already know, you know, we, we, he's the number one guy, but then there's some speedsters like Reed and Wicks that are being thrown into the mix that they have to be aware of. And then you throw Christian Watson in there who's going to be hungry first game of the season for him and at home on primetime game at Lambeau field. I mean, he is going to be ready to fly. Um, And so I think he's, he's the X factor for the Packers. Like I said, if he's not the one scoring, 
he's the one that's pulling people away. He's attracting attention and letting some of those other guys that we've seen are fully capable of shining. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. they just got to hold on to the ball a little more, but hey, they catch them. <laughs> they, they caught them when they need it to the most on yeah. Sunday. Um, so we've seen that they're capable. So, you know, yes, as a player, and I'm sure he'll have at least one great catch, but also just the distraction that he brings to the field. I mean, it's like Devontae Adams. Um, he especially, it reminds me a little bit of when MVS and Devontae Adams were on the Packers together. And it was that one year, I think it was 2020, when Devontae Adams, you know, he'd be double coverage and he still rocked it and was great. But then they'd hit MVS on the deep ball so many times just because Devontae's diverting people away and he's such a distraction. I think that's what Christian Watson is going to do for this offense. Um, and it's mm. going to open up some possibilities for Jordan Love. And then you combine that with having Aaron Jones back. So if he opens up the deep pass and the linebackers are thinking for an extra like split second, yeah, they, that may that may op- open up another lane. So totally agree. But the best part about the X factor is that you and I had the exact same idea to start. And so I'm covering what we both we both thought, which was the rookie tight ends. Those can be the big factor. Sam Laporta is playing really well for the Lions. He had a big touchdown, uh, blown coverage against him last, this past week. Luke Musgrave's doing some stuff. If he could keep his footing, he'd be outstanding. Uh, there was the there was the cover two seam buster that he had that Jordan Love missed, and the, you know there's some arguments about whose fault it was, but um, just like the ball wasn't there. But he's going to Luke Musgrave. He it, it's refreshing to see a rookie tight end get involved in the offense as much as he is, and the plays are gonna be there. Like you can already tell, he's gonna be a player. So. One way or the other, I think one of those guys is going to have a big, you know, eye-opening play on Thursday night, and I think that's going to be where where the X factor lies in. So that should be overall, like, I'm super excited. Like, you know, it's been a long time since the Lions have been really good, and this is going to be like, a, you know, a, a high-profile brawl between these two. Normally it's just one team beating the crap out of the other. Normally it's the Packers beating the crap out of the Lions. So this should Except be last this... year. <laughs> Lost both of them. <laughs> Damn it. Yep. Yep. You're right. Uh, yep. You're right. So <laughs> I get over the last 20 years, Sarah, it's been like, for the most, maybe 30, maybe 30, maybe 30 years. So, but should be a, a really fun game to watch. So um, overall, like before we jump into our, our fan questions from Twitter, do you have a like a, a prediction? What do you think? What do you think's happening in the game for tomorrow's game? Yes. No Sunday. I, Sunday's game. I couldn't hear you. Cut out for a second. So like, did oh. he say like this weekend's games or the game? Um, no, but just the game. The game. I think the Packers are going to win. It's at Lambeau Field. Lots of momentum coming off of a big comeback win. Adding key guys back into the mix. I think it's going to be a close one. Um, but I, I think the Packers are going to take this and they could, they could go on a hell of a streak after this, mm-hmm. you know, looking ahead at their schedule, uh, after the lions, they don't play again until Monday night. Um, and they play the at Las Vegas, but the Raiders are hot garbage. Um, and then they have a bye, and then they play in Denver, which we don't even need to talk about how bad they look. Um, and then after that, the Vikings come to Lambeau Field, the 0-3 Vikings. So if the Packers win this game tomorrow, lots of good things could happen, and I'm really excited about it. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. I think they're going to win. I think, it'll, like you said, it'll be close, but I think it's uh, after this comeback win, I think with getting everybody back and all the reinforcements ready to go, should be a fun one. Yep. So, Sarah, let's uh, jump into some of these Twitter questions. All right. Our first question is from the DMs, which Steve, who shared this with you? Can you remind me? Uh, This is Dave Hahn. All right. From Dave. They said, I watched the highlight cut of Sunday's game. Was surprised to see a couple decent drives before the fourth quarter. So I'm firmly in the it's just growing pains camp for this offense. Do you take the over or under of four more games before we know what this Packers offense is for 2023? And then food question. How would the menu at your least favorite dinner dive describe the Joe Berry special, a.k.a. DBs lining up behind the first down mark? Thank you, Jersey Al. So I'm assuming Al maybe asked that question. So, Steve, what do you think here? 
You know, so basically four more games that gets you seven games a season. So almost halfway there. So do I think we'll fully understand what the offense looks like at halfway through? I think you'll have a much better idea. Um, but no, I don't think that you're going to fully know what it is. I think it's going to be continually evolving. And I think they're going to open up more and more for Jordan Love as they learn to trust him more. And so I think you'll have a much better idea, but it's still it's still going to continually change. Like like everything in the NFL, it's never going to be like this consistent thing of, uh, of everything. There's always going to be manipulations to it. There's always going to be the, the copy and steal from things that are working against the team that they played last week and – um, so, you know, obviously Dusty could speak more to this, I think, but, you know, for the generic answer, <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe that you will, um, you'll have a good idea, but we won't have the full grasp until much later in the season. So, and then what would be my least favorite diner dive, uh, describe the Joe Barry special, um, probably like a tuna melt just because like, I, Tuna is like the worst food in the world to me. And every time I just even get a, get a whiff of it, I'm like, nope, hard pass. And that's kind of, it's like, why is this on my plate? And so this is exactly how I feel when it's third and two. And I see Joe Barry's cornerbacks 10 yards off. I'm like, why, why are we doing this? So I think tuna, yeah. Anything with tuna. I like tuna. I'm sad to hear that you don't. Um, anyways, <laughs> um, for me, um, I'm actually going to take the under, I think pretty much right at four games. That's that stretch that I just talked about. We'll have a good idea of what this Packers team looks like. So I feel comfortable saying that. Um, and my, how would the menu at your least favorite or at my least favorite dinner place describe the Joe Berry special? I, I think like pizza with anchovies on it. I, I think that's mm. absolutely disgusting. It, you got such a good thing, and then you just ruin it. And that's like the Packers defense. Every year they say it's going to be great, and then Joe Berry ruins it. So I thought you said we have to trust Joe Berry. Well, we do, but I don't want to. It, Joe Berry's like your toxic ex who tells you that they're going to change every year, and you you keep taking them back and saying, okay, I believe you, and then they just lie. <laughs> It's almost um, like a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> oh, oh, look at you, Mr. ESPN, mentioning uh-huh. it any way you can. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, gosh. All right. Our next question is from Chasen Brown. They want to know, of every quarterback in the NFC North, open shot, the fate of the universe on the line, the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth, you better hit it. I want blank. And they list the four quarterbacks uh, in the NFC North, Jordan Love, Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins, and Jared Goff. Um, and then food question, what food desperately needs its own sauce, i.e. burger sauce? Ha, ha, ha. Very funny. Very <laughs> funny. Um, so, Steve, I'll give you a couple scenarios here. So if you're two-minute drill, you, you have a two-minute drill, uh, games on the line, which one of these are you taking? Which one of these quarterbacks are you taking? Um, I think right now I'd take Kirk Cousins. Just okay. the veteran leadership. Like, he can sling the ball. You know, they didn't win the last game, but what? They won – like they're on 13 games. They won like 11 single, like single score games last year. Like the guy knows what to do can, can distribute it around. So I would feel very comfortable with, with Kirk cousins. Okay. And what about, you know, it's a, what about on a free play? Who do you want on free play? I think I'll take Jordan Love. I mean, he showed the ability to scramble. He's shown the ability to get around and move around. And he can try, he can sling the ball. Like he's probably got out of those four, I'd say he's probably got the strongest arm. So if it's a free play rollout, I'm going to chuck it as far as I can to Christian Watson. Yeah, let's do that. All right. And then last scenario is it's third and one. There's two seconds left. And, you know, you're on the goal line. Oof, this is tough. It, it like pains me to say this, but if it's third and one, like they're right on the goal line, I kind of want Justin Fields. Yeah, I think I that's want, a smart I answer. want the I, I want the ability to scramble, to run, to you know RPO, to to juke somebody out. Like Jordan Love showed a great ability on the RPO to get in the end zone, but yeah, I think I'd still take I'd still take him. Okay. Those will be our, our three scenarios. And then we'll move on to the food question. What food desperately needs its own sauce, in your opinion? 
I, I didn't think I could, I couldn't really come up with anything out of the blue that needed like extra sauce. I mean, we're gluttonous in America and everything, any food that you can think of already has sauces with it. Um, you know, and people come up with the craziest ideas. Like, um, like I saw there was a, a, a hack for Chick-fil-A where it was to take the, uh, the spicy chicken sandwich and put it in Buffalo sauce and shake it up in the bag. And you put that in there and then you put Mac and cheese on top of it. And then you drizzle the Polynesian sauce on like, there's so many sauces out there out in the world already. So, I couldn't come up with one specific one, like, but if there's, if there's, you know, any crazy like hacks that I need to know about, please tell me. Cause I'll try them. Okay. I I'm all for that too. Um, I would love to hear any recommendations that people have. All right. Our next question is from humbug. They want to know how adventurous do you get when dining on vacation? And then Rogers made it to game six before signing his first big extension over under 10 games for Jordan love signing his. So I'd say I'm a medium on the adventure stuff. I lived in Korea. I lived in Ireland. So I was very big on you wanting to try the local cuisine. And I think anytime I like travel, I always want to try. I always ask for recommendations of good local restaurants. And um, so I'll, I'll give it a shot, but I'm not like crazy over the top. Like uh, I, I didn't get the, I didn't eat like the live octopus when I was there. I did, you know, sadly in Korea, like you can eat, you can eat dog. Like that's horrible and whatever, but it's still a thing. And I did not, I did not do that. So I don't go over the top, but um, he, like one of his is like, how do you say Big Mac in Korean? And as, I mean, I I went to McDonald's sometimes, but for the most part, I want to go out and I want to try the local stuff. And then as far as the over under for uh, Jordan Love extension, I'm going to say the over because if I'm Jordan Love and his team, and he's starting to play well, like he's doing well. Tell me what the motivation is to sign right now. Because uh, I can't think of any. If he's playing well, like he's going to be earning that bag. And every game he plays well, like it's just another million dollars on top of it. So I think I don't somehow I don't think it's going to be a crazy over the top number. But I think it's a it's a prove it thing for him because, you know, he's got a year left on his contract after this one. So I can't imagine that he's going to be in any rush to sign. Yep, I'm going to agree with you on that. I think we also have to remember this is the Green Bay freaking Packers. They are so slow and conservative about every decision that they make. Um, and I don't see this being any different. Um, and then, also let's get, uh, let's get Rashawn Gary signed before we worry about exactly, exactly. Um, and then I'd agree with you, Steve, I, I'd lean a little more towards the cautious side, but I'm, I kind of fall in the middle as well. Um, if I'm going to a new place, I definitely want to try the food, experience the culture there, but, um, I also have very sensitive tummy and I'm aware of that. And I don't want to try anything that is, is too far out there that I'm not used to, um, but try to do as, as much as I can. All right. Our next question is from at Fallon's pal, Gary. Um, they want to know, what do you think the ceiling is for this team if they can get healthy? And then the food question I must have eaten something slightly bad and it felt off since the game. How do you go about finding out what it was and what are your go-to sick foods? So I'll answer this first. Um, I talked about this already. I think that this team has an incredibly high ceiling um, and that this week will be a really good indicator. The next few weeks will be a really good indicator of, of how far they can go. I think this year it will still be a bit up and down. It'll be a roller coaster. That's a, that's a journey of a young team, right? Last mm-hmm. week. They blew a huge lead this week. They came back and they won. So there's going to be more times like that. There'll be plays on Thursday when we're like, oh my gosh, Jordan Love, what's he doing? (laughs) And then he'll make a great throw. Um, That's just going to happen. But next year, you know, this team could really be something if they, if they start firing on all cylinders. And and this year, I think it'll be a really great time to, to watch them try to figure that out. And they'll be better than people think um, that they are. And then your food question, this is very weird because I also ate something on Sunday that didn't sit right with me and I've been feeling a little blah since then. Um, I don't really know. I, I don't really go about finding out, you know, what it was. I just have to accept my fate and then, um, <laughs> you know, lean on tea. I drink tea a lot. If my stomach's certain Pepto intestinal is always really good. It's kind of an off-brand uh, 
supplement for your stomach lining. So I'd highly okay. recommend that. I've been taking that when I have stomach aches for years and just take it before bed and it helps a lot. So I'd say ceiling for the team right now, division champs. Like I think that is legit, especially after this game, we'll, we'll have a pretty good idea of where they stand with the lions. Um, so I'd say that's their ceiling right now. I don't, the one seed, I don't think, I don't see that for them at all. Like home by, I'm not seeing that, but division champs playoffs. I think that's the ceiling right now. And that'll be some great learning experience. That'll come along the way. And as far as the food goes, like if I'm sick, food poison, if there's food poisoning, the few times I've had it, I've been able to pretty much pinpoint what it is and, and kind of figure it out. So that sucks that you had multiple things. So you have no idea what it is. I feel for you, my dude. Um, as far as what's, what am I go to sick foods? When I was a kid, the thing that I would always eat was saltines with peanut butter. And then, um, you get a glass and you do half seven up half orange juice. And that oh. was always my, uh, my go-to drink that my mom made for me. So those were my go-to sick foods. Interesting that I, I'd never heard of that, Steve. Um, but I'll have to keep that in mind for if, if the next time I'm not feeling too well. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. On to our last question uh, from Brian Hartstad said with three roller coaster games in the books, what Packer has surprised you the most? And then food question. We've got another start sit cut friends. Um, and this time it is Snickers, Reese's and Kit Kats. So Steve, wh- what do you got here? These are two that could turn controversial very quickly. I mean, we'll, we'll have to discuss your pronunciation of Reese's to start with, oh, but that's, that's a whole nother topic, again. whole yeah. nother topic, whole nother ball of yarn. Um, as far as the Packer that surprised me the most, probably Dontavian Wicks, I would say. I mean, him or Jalen Reed would be the two guys that I would say have surprised me the most. Maybe it's just because I expected so little from rookie wide receivers because the Packers have had Aaron Rodgers forever, and he's like, rookie wide receiver? Yeah, he doesn't get a ball until the second year. It just doesn't that doesn't happen. So the fact that they're being utilized and – and uh and, and really performing well is has been really surprising and, and like a welcome surprise. So and then start sit cut. I will say start Reese's for sure. That's 100 percent Sit. Whew, it's tough, but I think I'm gonna go with I'm gonna sit Snickers and cut uh Kit Kats. Just wow. uh, yeah, just uh I always enjoy a Snickers, especially like if you're on the, whenever I'm on the road, like driving around, like it can kind of give you like that little boost of energy. And, you know, it's not obviously not a, a meal by any means, but, you know, I feel like I, f- I feel a little bit more full than I would if I had just a Kit Kat. Hmm. Well, I, I mean, our starter is the same, but I'm going to switch who I'm sitting and, and cutting here because. I love Snickers. I also love the frozen ice cream version of them. And I think that's what elevates this decision for me. So definitely um, I want them on my team. Um, And then for me, what Packer has surprised me the most? Uh, Anders Carlson. Um, You know, he'll he'll miss now that I'm saying this, but he hasn't missed a field goal yet. (laughs) And all we heard was that he stunk. He's going to miss on Saturday, on Thursday night. And I'm just going to yell, Sarah, at the TV. So, you know, I'll fully take the blame. Tweet at me, you know, freezing cold takes me, whatever you want. But uh, through the first three games, he surprised me because all we heard was that he was missing like crazy and that he stunk and he's been pretty good. So that mm-hmm. surprised me based on, you know, the tweets and, and what we heard and talked about in the off season um, and during camp. But um, alrighty, that wraps it up for this week's episode. Thank you everybody as always for sending in your questions. We had some great ones this week. It's also fun to talk about a little something different. You know, usually mm-hmm. we're on offense versus defense, but with Thursday game, switch up the schedule a little bit. Um, you know, we missed Dusty, of course, but I, I think we did all right without him, Steve. I, I think we we survived. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. We're alive but <laughs> barely breathing. You know how that goes. Um, all right. <laughs> Final thoughts, Steve, before we go. Um, yeah, I don't have too much. Um, I'm excited for the game. I mean, I think one of the things that while you're in the season, I, I will try to say, like, again, like, take the time to appreciate this because this is the fun time of the year because we go through such doldrums of the off season, 
And then the NFL season goes by so quickly. So like, enjoy this, enjoy the fact that you've got Sundays and you get to watch football and you don't have anything else to do. And you get to lay on the couch for nine hours straight and just consume all of the football that you can. And then Thursday night and Monday night, and then Saturdays when it gets later in the season. So it's a really fun time of year. So I would just say, try to appreciate that. Um, and again, we've talked about it before, but my DMS, Sarah's DMS, Dusty's DMS are all open in case you have things you want to talk about, whether it's life football or anything in between. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, Sarah, what about you? Yeah, for me, I mean, I know this is a Packers podcast, so we're supposed to talk about the Packers, but I want to talk about another NFL team and that's the Chicago bears and how (laughs) terrible they are. Oh my God. I bet everybody thought I was going to talk about the Kansas city chiefs and Travis Kelsey, but I didn't, I want to talk about the Chicago bears and just how much they stink. I mean, it's smelly in here because they're that bad. They are terrible. I mean, I don't know if they'll win a game. They're that terrible. Um, On Sunday, they're playing the Broncos, who are about the same level of terrible, and that's legitimately the toilet bowl. So I think whoever loses that game will get the number one pick in the draft. Um, And it's crazy that we're saying that in week four. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Here we are. But they look terrible. Real question is, does Caleb Williams have another year of eligibility that he can sit out? He does. He does. And his dad has already been outspoken about that. If the team that has the number one pick is the team they don't like, then he'll just go back to USC. Oh, my God. That's awesome. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that. I thought I was just kind of joking around. but Oh, Oh, no. It's it's already out there. You can it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, as a Packers fan, oh, it's fun. My heart a little happy. It it does, especially because they got so confident in the offseason and they really wanted to talk trash and say that the Packers were gonna stink and that this you know the the ownership was over. Oh, and they're just terrible. So I I just (laughs) want to throw that out there as my final thought. You know, the bears still suck maybe more than <laughs> ever before it's not good um and i'm enjoying every second of it just like i'm enjoying every second of football season like steve mentioned it's great best time of the year all right that will do it for this week as always you can follow us on twitter at pack a day podcast at steve Perhatch, at dusty evely and at sarah kelleher for we will talk to you next wednesday uh hopefully recapping a packers win and looking ahead to packers versus raiders on what's going to be a nice win streak for green bay so we will talk to you then as always go pack go is in the air at Littleton Coin Company and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.